Welcome to the RV Travel Podcast. I'm Scott Linden, your host. Thanks for coming along for the ride, no matter what you're driving. Yeah, if you don't know yet how to subscribe and access this broadcast on your phone through one of the podcast providers, ask your grandkids. That's the easiest way to do it, and that way you can listen while you're driving, camping, or anywhere else. Of course, I also invite you to listen right there at rvtravel.com. Just click on the podcasts page and you can listen to all of them, some of them, bits and pieces. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hope you'll learn something today. Great show in store for you. We'll peek into the business side of RV manufacturing and marketing with a pro in that world. Speaking of pros, we'll talk to the Delaney's of YouTube fame who will suggest five awesome RV accessories that you cannot live without. We'll have a first look at the new Arcadia travel trailer full of innovations, clever uh, thinking in all respects. Yeah, we'll go into the factory with one of the designers and one of the product managers there. You're not going to get that anywhere else. I don't care how many brochures or videos you watch. It's only right here on the RV travel podcast. Yeah, it's the time of year when we start, well, when I start planning ahead, and ahead means like next weekend, most of the time, we're heading out on our first trip to a Harvest Hosts location, looking forward to that, all sorts of reasons for it, and I'll have a full report when we get back, but it gives us an, a, another chance to go away, and this time of year, that's probably a good idea. The tourists start showing up around here, and... <clears throat> The charming ski and uh, fishing town that we live in turns into a little bit less than that. Anyway, getting ready for all of that. Uh, one of the things I did after a hard, hard hunting season with my travel trailer was I repainted all that black stuff on the front end of the trailer. It gets all chewed up by the gravel roads that I take it on all the time. Came out better than I thought. I can't believe that. For a music major, I'm not a bad painter. If you got a better solution for that, I'd sure love to hear from you. Scott Linden Outdoors at Gmail or just click on the podcasts page at rvtravel.com and leave me a note there. What is the best way to protect all the, you know, the black parts, you know, the, the frame, the tongue, that sort of stuff from all that gravel. Appreciate your help. You know, the other thing we did uh, was we just, we sat down last night and and pulled out the calendar, pulled out the maps, and booked four different trips to four different RV parks, plus a few Forest Service things and stuff like that. But of the four RV parks, we tried to get reservations in for the summer, for summer, high season. We scored on all of them. Now, we had a little flexibility, and that helped. But I say that not to rub it in, but to encourage you to think about Number one, planning ahead. Number two, it's not that hard to plan ahead. You're not stuck in that rut, are you? And number three, keep trying. Be a little flexible. We had to move a couple dates by a day or two. And we had to cross our fingers and wait for a phone call back in one case. But we got almost everything in almost the right place on the calendar. So don't be fretting as much as you might think. 
you know, if you're if you're looking for more motivation, so Nancy Dixon over at RVTravel.com writes a lot on the, the 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 campground crowding issue. But as an insider herself, a work camper, she has some great ideas for you, some tips and tricks, some hacks, if you will, including bearing in mind just like the airlines and the hotel business, a lot of campgrounds now are doing what what I call dynamic pricing. Uh, some people call it demand pricing. Instead of a rate that is good all year or good all season, the the fewer vac you know it was true in the radio business too. When I was selling advertising in the radio business, the fewer ads you had to sell, the the smaller the inventory, the more value each unit had, and that goes for camp sites within a popular campground as well now we're not seeing it forest service or blm or state parks in most cases but we are seeing it in almost all aspects of the private sector so the longer you wait to book the higher the rate may be so plan ahead save a buck or two really it's worth the effort We got Sherman Goldenberg from RVBusiness.com coming up in just a moment. Don't go away. And then, of course, five awesome RV accessories as well. But first, the RV Travel Podcast is brought to you in part by SoftStartRV.com slash stay cool. Yeah, that's the new address that helps us out a little bit on our end of things and it also helps them out softstartrv.com slash stay cool all one word stay cool if you haven't figured that out yet i'm still learning there are no spaces on website addresses okay now soft start rv is a game changer when it comes to folks who boondock or who want to run Massive numbers of appliances on a 30-amp connection instead of a 50, for example. If you're running an air conditioner on a generator, this allows you to actually do that the right way. No big thump, no crapping out of the generator or the air conditioner or blowing the entire circuit. Don't ask why I know that. Learn more at softstartrv.com slash stay cool. We sure appreciate that. And welcome to our newest sponsor, clear2o.com. Time to stock up for the season, get free shipping on orders over 100 bucks. Let me spell that for you. Clear, number two, letter O.com. Water filters and water quality are their obsession. You know, the other guys have a different color, but Clear 2O's inline water filters for your RV are green. And that's for a reason. You can tell them apart and you can rest assured they're superior in every way. The technology is better. They filter out much more of the bad stuff. Get that good tasting water and not have to, um, well, pack a whole bunch of bottled water into your RV. One of the fights we have every time we go somewhere. Like I said, free shipping for orders over 100 bucks in the U.S. Uh, just a pile of five-star reviews. Learn more about all their products at clear2o.com. Well, this is going to be fun. I don't know how often you get the chance to pick the brains of three, well, brainy guys in the RV industry. 
These are the ones who have their fingers all, let's see, is that 50? Yeah, all 10, 30 fingers on the pulse of the RV business. Sherman Goldenberg is the publisher of RVBusiness.com, among other things. Rick Kessler is the executive editor of that same publication slash website slash uh, all sorts of other empires I'll tell you about. And Greg Four is a partner in this business as well. So we've got three of the heaviest hitters in the RV business right here with us. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So Sherman, let's start with you. Um, tell us a little bit about RVBusiness.com. I know there's way more to it than that. I've, I've stumbled across stuff accidentally that I finally figured out was yours as well. So give us the backstory on all of that. RV Business is uh, positioned nationally as, as the uh, authority, so to speak, of the RV industry. Um, we are uh, RV Business Magazine and website. We are Woodall's Campground Management to uh, trade to the to the campground business, and we are RVBusiness.com, the uh, daily news source for the industry. And how did that all come about? I mean, nobody just sits sits up one morning and says, you know, I think I'm going to do all that stuff. How did you get there? 50 plus years ago, uh, it, it was uh, a part of uh, what is generally known as Trailer Life magazines. And uh, Trailer Life magazines still, uh, to an extent, exists under the uh, arm of uh, Camping World. But we purchased it 10 years ago and became an independent. So um, what has been your biggest challenge in that 10 years then, Sherman? Okay, riding the waves. Uh, the pandemic has, has challenged every publishing house in America, and we're no exception. Executive editor Rick Kessler, been in your shoes. I feel your pain. Um, <laughs> You, you are the one who almost literally has to know what's going on 24-7, 364 days a year. I'll give you Christmas off. Um, what do you find developing these days that maybe is news to most of our listeners? Wow, that's, uh, that's a heck of a question. And uh, thanks for the, for the lead-in. Uh, no pressure, right? No, none at all. <laughs> Probably the biggest thing is the RV industry is setting all kinds of records, but almost with one hand tied behind its back. And, and by that I mean everyone knows that there are uh, just a huge number. There's a huge number of new RVers that have come into the market who've purchased their first RV, mostly because of the pandemic. That has, of course, created, uh, you know, some side effects that uh, being an RVer myself aren't all that wanted. I'm having trouble finding reservations at uh, my favorite campgrounds. But at the same time, I have new family members who are new to RVing that I'm really looking forward to going camping with. So there's good and there's bad. I, I do feel your pain. Uh, before you guys came on the air, uh, I was uh, lamenting that, but uh, but there is a light, maybe a faint 
dim light at the end of the tunnel. At least I'm seeing it once in a while. And so how does how how, how should we as consumers, if you will, RV travelers, how how should we prepare for this? And and number one, I echo your feeling. I I think that they they are doing it with uh, with one eye closed and both hands tied behind their back, but they seem to be, you know, flourishing in spite of themselves, don't they? They are flourishing. They really, truly are. The uh, the one thing that I've and I've been in my position here for going on seven years now. So I've came in when times were really good, and then we we've had the the little bit of a dip. Actually, it was quite a dip at the onset of the pandemic. But almost immediately afterwards, that, that dip became a, an enormous, enormous incline. What they're really, what they're really excelling at is, is working together. Suppliers and manufacturers and dealers. Would dealers like more RVs on their sales lots? Yes, of course. Would manufacturers like to give them those RVs to put on their lots? Absolutely. And would suppliers like to get the components so the manufacturers can do that? Of course they would, but everybody realizes that they're all in the same boat, or maybe a better way to say is they're all in the same motorhome running down the same lane, so they're working together to try and make the best of the situation. That might be the be- that might be the best news I've heard all day because man, we don't see that on the surface. We civilians don't see that, and it's it's good to know it's happening back there and well anywhere that RVs are being built and distributed these days. Greg, four, you are a, a partner in all of these businesses. What does that really mean to us? What do you do there? Uh, well, I I try to stay away from the issues that. <laughs> Sherm and uh, Rick are very good at um, my. What I do is try to bring to the table uh, my experience of 50 years in this business uh, as a man, both a manufacturer and a supplier, um, to speak um, up for readers and how they view uh, publications and websites, and also some historical knowledge that anybody who's been around this long uh, is uh, can remember. So that's my main role. And, some, and then on the business side, work with the advertisers and with our salespeople, uh, putting together programs and so forth. So that's my primary uh, role in the company. Well, you know, uh, to a degree, I wrote down the word guru because to a lot of the people uh, in, in, your, uh, in your world over there, you're the guy they can go to for, you know, they can climb the mountain and get the wisdom. Uh, you don't have gray beard and really long hair, too, do you? Well, uh, if the beard grew, it would be, it would be gray. Ah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, I mean, that depth of knowledge is incredible. In that 50 years, Greg, uh, you know, what is the biggest change you've seen that's relevant to those of us on the consumer side? Uh, I, I would say uh, primarily technology. If you look back over all the 50 years, certainly componentry uh, and building products and uh, materials have experienced great changes in technology, even though we're still dealing with an eight by 
30 or 40 foot box, what the, the insides and the efficiency of the technology have changed the product pretty rapidly. Yeah, I, I, I mean, even from year to year, I'm seeing that. I'm a, you know, a, just a newcomer compared to you guys, but I, I've seen that over the years as well. What about the, the broadest trends in the industry? Sherman Goldenberg, the publisher, what do you think is going to happen? Take out your crystal ball and give us a picture of where this, where the industry vis-a-vis -vis consumers will be in a year or two. What What is the biggest thing that we might expect in the way of change? Well, I think that, you know, I don't want to overstate it, but there's a, there's a, a shift globally toward uh, smaller towables, um, not that the larger fifth wheels in, in travel trailers are, are losing ground, but there's so much growth and so much of it is in a, in a smaller type of a unit is some uh, potentially with electrification aspects on the motorized side the probably the biggest shift uh, you know in europe and the u.s is toward a class b or that is a van camper style unit with uh, rooftop tents and uh, you know built on uh, mercedes sprinter or or dodge promaster or ford transit these these smaller uh, class B we call them uh, motorhomes are, are are more usable for both driving vehicles and for camping vehicles and and uh, seem to feed the, uh, to a great extent the, the early and early middle age uh, uh, camper and and their and driver and their desire for a compact fuel-efficient vehicle. You know, I never, I, in all the, in all the poking around that I do, and I'm, I'm relatively new to the industry side of this, but I've never heard anybody talk about driving convenient, drivability as that important. But you guys, like I said, you're in there deep. That seems to be, now that you mention it, a real big issue. Rick, how about you? Uh, you see all this stuff every day coming across your desk from every manufacturer and every manufacturer's public relations agency. Of all of that stuff, what is the one thing in the way of advice that you might give um, listeners who are maybe either shopping for a new RV or looking for places to go? The, uh, the, best, the best advice I could give is the same advice that I received when I was shopping for my first RV, and this goes back uh, over a decade ago, and that is ask current RVers for their advice. They will more than happy to pass along some of the, some of the do's and don'ts when you're on the dealer lot or you're at uh, an RV show of what you should look for. Um, if you're at all skittish, then rent an RV. Try it out and rent several different types of RVs until you're satisfied with something that you're comfortable with. Yeah. The other thing, the other thing with with campgrounds, and and it, you know, there's all different kinds of campgrounds. So no matter your camping taste, there's going to be a campground for you. Whether that's a an RV resort with all kinds of amenities and a gate that you've got to have a security card to get in and out of. All the way up to, or all the way down to to 
you know, BLM and boondocking, just first camping is what some people call it. The best advice, ask others who've been there. They will steer you in the right direction. Yeah, you know, the, 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 the new running joke, you want three opinions, ask two RVers. <laughs> we've got and, we've got three of the best right here somebody had something else to chime in on who was that was that rick or was yeah rick, this is rick yeah, I, yeah can i add to sherman's answer on the uh um some of the t- uh, trends go ahead <laughs> well one other trend that i've noticed too i think uh greg and greg and sherman would concur is it's not only the smaller and lighter towables and motorized but it seems like more and more people especially millennials and gen zers are wanting to go off grid so what we're finding are these so-called adventure ready rvs yeah they're the ones that have the the higher ground clearance the the off-road tires and more importantly they have the the solar panels on top and the lithium batteries inside they want to go wherever they want to go, and they want to go at a moment's notice. And that's manufacturers have taken notice and, and are helping them out with that. It's either that or they'll throw a temper tantrum. Well, they got to get them out of mom and the basement. <laughs> Thank you. I did not say that, by the way. For the record, that was Rick Kessler at RVBusiness.com. Send all your e- angry emails to him. Guys, we have to do this on a regular basis, and we've, I've just decided to call it a roundtable because uh, I don't care where you're sitting. That's what it turned into. Uh, Sherman Goldenberg is the publisher of RV Business and all the empire around that. Rick Kessler oh, is the executive. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to bow yet. Rick Kessler is the executive editor and partner. Greg Ford also joined us. Great insights, incredible information. Thanks so much for being a part of the RV Travel Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I'm going to need a moment here. Catch my breath after all. I mean, that you, I hope you agreed. That was pretty incredible. We're not going to get that information anywhere else. And we've got a lot more to come, including five incredible RV accessories from the Delaney's, yeah, of YouTube fame. But first, let me remind you that this is all possible because of RVTravel.com and your support there. Yeah, you can make a small donation one time only. And once you do, you're part of the club. You get your e-letters earlier. You get all sorts of other benefits as well. A permanent subscription to the member edition. It's all there just for a single, lousy, tiny subscription. Of course, feel free to send more. And that's where you're going to get over 10,000 articles of all sorts, depending on what you want to learn about. It's all right there. Just search for it. And stick around. We'll be touring the brand new Arcadia pull-behind trailer from Keystone RVs. Yeah, the first ever tour right from the factory with the folks who actually designed and built the dang thing so if you're looking for hot news we've got more of it coming up on the rv travel podcast yeah so here we are back from uh from the business side of things into the more fun side of things 
If you follow the RV world on YouTube, you've probably heard, seen, and enjoyed Travels with Delaney. Patrick and Patty McCormick are joining me on the phone right now. Welcome to both of you. Thank you for having us. Uh, and if you couldn't tell, that was Patrick on the right speaker. Patty, are you there on the left speaker? I am. Welcome. Okay. So, you know, we all, we can tell that you love RV travel. Uh, tell me how all of that started for you two. Well, we started about 16 years ago. We took a trip down south with our dog at the time, Maddie, and we had a hard time finding places to stay. And that sparked this idea of getting an RV so we could travel with our dog. And we've been doing it ever since and absolutely love it. You know, if I took a if I took a vote today, I bet half the people who voted would say the same thing. That's why we did it as well. Patty, how about you? What did what did you get out of that after you started doing it? It was just so much fun having our pets with us. Didn't have to worry about getting a pet sitter. And uh, they could be with us and enjoy the experience just like we do. Um, we've always had the motto that if our pets can't go with us, we don't go. So that's kind of our philosophy on that. And it's manifested, of course, in uh, the name of your YouTube channel, Travels with Delaney. Who's Delaney? Delaney was our Cocker Spaniel, and we never in our minds thought that she would pass. And so after we started the channel, we found out when we got home that she had cancer. And so six months later, she passed away. So so that's where the name comes from. Well, I'm glad you're honoring her legacy in that way because it's kind of fun. And so is a Cocker Spaniel. I hunt behind a lot of Cockers, so I, I know of what I speak. Um, and sorry, of course, at your loss, but uh, she's in your memory every day, isn't she, Patrick? Absolutely, and that's kind of why we kept the name, even though we were only six months in. Uh, we wanted it to, you know, be a remembrance of her. And uh, now we travel with two Cavalier King Charles Spaniels, Truman and Bess, and uh, they've kind of become the new mascots of our channel. Well, yeah, you know, I'm just going to let my prejudice show. It takes two Cavaliers to meet the mental capabilities of one cocker, doesn't it? <laughs> well, they are definitely a different personality between a, a cocker spaniel and a cavalier spaniel. Delaney was very, um, she had an attitude. We'll just put it that way. And you, you know cocker spaniels. You know how they are. They're wonderful, but they can be very headstrong. And the cavaliers... There's a reason the AKC calls them the love sponge of the dog world. I mean, they're your shadow. They follow you everywhere. They're loving. And they'd be happy if you'd sit all day on the couch with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which, which your cocker would never do. <laughs> no, no. Delaney liked to be out. In fact, we used to go hiking, backpacking. Um, Delaney backpacked about 100 miles of the Appalachian Trail with us. I mean, wow. she liked that kind of activity, obviously. And uh, Truman and Bess, if we walk to the end of the driveway, they're exhausted. Yeah, or the, at least they claim to be. Exactly. 
Well, I can't let you go. We, we, we will be talking about five awesome RV accessories in just a moment. But gosh almighty, well, we haven't even started on the marching band thing. And I promise we won't. But what is your number one pet-related tip for RV travelers? I would say don't be afraid to take your pets with you. I think there's a lot of reluctance of people to travel with their, their pets. They're just not sure are they going to be able to do things or not. And there is so much out there that you can do and enjoy with your pets. And that's the one thing we've learned. I mean, yeah, are there some limitations? Absolutely. But, you know, we take, Delaney or we used to take Delaney or we'll take Truman and Best. We'll go out to eat. We look for pet-friendly restaurants where we can dine outside. Um, we'll take them hiking with us or on short trails. So I think the thing is just don't feel like you can't take your pets with you. Um, we value our pets. They're part of our family. So that's why they go everywhere. Yeah. I wrote a uh, uh, an article for trailer life last year about that kind of stuff. And, and the only thing I would add to that would be if you're going to teach them one obedience trick, trick, one obedience command, it is don't jump out of the RV until I tell you to. And that will help you avoid any number of headaches down the road. Literally. Um, that, that is a good tip. Um, Truman was a baby. 10 weeks old. We were in Idaho at a dump station, uh, leaving a state park. Patty opened the door, and Truman fell out of the truck. Yep, yep, yep. And w the next stop on that trip was a pet store to get a harness to seat belt him in. Yeah, there you go. You know, uh, that almost could be a Saturday Night Live sketch. If you were still at the dump station when your 10-week-old puppy fell out, can you imagine where he yeah. might have ended up? Oh. It was scary. Yeah, it was scary. Oh, I'm not yeah. going to lie. No. Man. So. Oh, good. All right. On a lighter note, um, I was attracted to a, a video you talked uh, all about awesome RV accessories. And, and the only worst offenders are fly fishers. They've got to have every new incredible gadget, even if they have three other variations on the same theme. Patty, what is your number one pick in terms of awesome RV accessories that most of us are going to need? I'm going to go with the portable washer that we have. You put your clothes in, you fill with water and your soap. It does the agitation. And then it releases the water and you fill it up for spin. And then the stuff, your clothes, comes out almost dry. Wow. And so like last summer, we did not have, there's a dryer you can get. And now that we're going to be using that this summer, um, so to help us out with some, like, if you want to just wash jeans or something. But we just set our clothes if they needed to dry outside. But otherwise, like the wick clothes we wear, they were basically dry out of that little washer. So that little thing is amazing. Yeah, uh, go ahead and tell us what the brand is because somebody's going to want to go to that website right now. Yeah, so it it was the, it's the Costway, C-O-S-T-W-A-Y, Costway Portable Washer. Um, gets amazing reviews on Amazon and it's under $150 fairly lightweight um patty can lift it up 
out of the truck. And looking at it, you would think there's no way this is going to wash my clothes, but it's amazing. I'm, I'm thinking of hunting season again. I apologize in advance to everybody who ever listens to this podcast. If you haven't figured it out yet, I hunt because I get to watch my dogs. So that means I go a lot. And that is one of the bigger issues on a long hunting trip. So thank you for that. Patrick, how about yourself? If you had to pick one out of a, you know, a top five list, what what would be on, on the top of your list? Um, you know, it's always tough to pick one, but I will say my Halo View backup camera, I don't know how I lived without it before. And what I love about the R, it's a, I believe it's the RD10 model. The display screen actually clips on your rear view mirror. So it's natural for you to look at your rear view mirror to see what's behind you. And it, to me, that was just ingenious on their part. So if I could only pick one item out of my video, that would definitely be the one I would have to have. You know, you just this way now. I can actually see if cars are coming up behind me, if they're tailgating me. And it just gives you a sense of peace of mind as you're driving to know what's going on behind you. I don't know what the term is, but designing stuff that kind of meshes with human, uh, human natural behaviors already is, is, is almost a lost art. That just strikes me as very, very useful. Patty, we're two down and three to go. What's your third item on the list? I'm going to go with um, our toilet light. That was it's a funny uh, kind of at the beginning of the gag gift from our brother-in-law. And but we actually love it. And uh, we have now subscribers that want to buy it. And what it does is you put some little, uh, I think, AAA, AA batteries in it. And then it, it, it'll turn on the light when you get near it. So, like, when it's dark at night, you don't want to flick a light on to wake other campers in your camper. Like, when our nephew stayed with us, we don't wake him up, so it was perfect. You get near the toilet, the light comes on, you can see in the bathroom with what you need to do. And um, it just rotates through, I think, like, four or five colors. So, uh, you can get it on one color if you want. We just have it where it rotates. And we actually have them in our, our cabin now, in all of our restrooms in our cabins. So I love it. We it love it. <laughs> and your your signal broke up a little bit. Just to be clear, you did say toilet light. <laughs> I did say toilet light. <laughs> she said toilet. And and where does this when you when you install it? Where is it? It just clips on the side of the rim. Okay. And we usually put it you know facing kind of where you would walk in the, the doorway, and so it catches any movement. As you get close to it, and the light comes on. Okay, so it's not it's not illuminating the target for men. It's illuminating <laughs> the room. Am I correct? Well, well, it does illuminate the toilet. The toilet bowl. The toilet bowl. Yeah. Okay. All right. But, and, yeah. and 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 <laughs> those of you who who were in those branches of the service of which we're not supposed to know anything except if you kill us afterward. You could probably put it on a uh, a red or a green so that your night vision is not affected. Am I right? Yes, yes. you're correct. Cool. <laughs> okay, enough toilet humor. Um, for three for boy, we're batting three for five so far. I'd take that average any day. Um, what's next on the list, Patrick? 
the uh, you know one of the things that I think every RVer should have because when you buy an RV, you make a serious investment, and that is a surge protector with an EMS system or electrical management system built in. And we have the Hughes Autoformers Watchdog, and it's just an absolutely amazing product. You plug it in at the post when you arrive. It'll let you know if the electrical source is good. And then you plug your trailer in, and it's constantly monitoring that electrical supply. And if there is either high voltage or low voltage, it will shut the supply down to your trailer automatically to protect your trailer. Nice. Yeah, this is one of the, uh, one of the many things that scares the hell out of me when I'm wa- approaching that pedestal. Um, music major here. Uh, doesn't know the first thing about volts, let alone amps and watts and all the other things there. So that one is certainly worth it. And last but not least, Patty, you get to close out the segment with your fifth favorite awesome RV accessory. Well, I'm going to have to go with the Zero-G hose. It is so nice to have a hose that is fresh and clean to use, and we use it for our fresh water, right, babe? Yeah, absolutely. So the Zero-G is one of those flexible hoses, and the reason I love that hose is it takes up a lot less space for storage. Uh, It's really flexible. It doesn't seem to kink, and it just really works for us. Now, just recently, a YouTuber put out a video where he cut his open, and it was filthy dirty, and so I went into a panic. So we cut ours open last week, Yes, and luckily ours was crystal clear after one year. So wow! if you're seeing those videos out there, we don't know. But the other YouTuber did leave a comment for me and said that he's actually working with the company to try to find out why his hose wasn't as clean as mine. Well, we've had a clean. Yeah, we've had the, the, a little bit of that discussion here, and uh, it, it may well end up being how you store that thing in between uses. You know, the debate goes on: uh, toilet yes. lid up, toilet lid down. That's another one, but I couldn't resist. But do you re, do you connect the two ends together when you travel, or do you leave them open and hope they'll dry out, or or how do you you know all of those things are important to somebody. I think. Right. And in our case, we have a Lance travel trailer, and Lance installs these small metal boxes on the frame of your trailer. It's just a bonus storage item area. And it's not 100% sealed. There definitely can be airflow in there. And I do not connect the ends together. So we were thinking because of that, that hose is breathing and hopefully drying out but like you said at this point nobody really knows well those are five incredible rv accessories you uh, and you you we've barely scratched the surface i gotta encourage everybody out there go to youtube search travels with delaney get on board subscribe to that youtube channel you'll learn something every time you watch patrick patty mccormick this has been a lot of fun Next time, we'll start with marching bands, and we'll go downhill from there if there is a way to do that. In the meanwhile, thanks for being a part of the RV Travel Podcast. (laughs) Well, thank you again for having us. We really appreciate it. 
That was a lot of fun. More to come from the McCormicks. I want to keep calling them the Delaney's, and they probably wouldn't mind that either. But uh, stick around. We're doing the brand new Pull Behind Arcadia from Keystone RVs. Right in the factory from the folks who actually designed and built it. So if you're interested in new rigs, you're going to get it here first. Meanwhile, though, America's Mailbox is where all of your full-timing needs are met. America's mailbox.com is the email and it's the website address these folks will take care of every aspect of becoming a south dakota resident forwarding your mail your packages oh all the things that are important to you as a full-timer from low insurance rates to part-time usage Uh, if you're just going on a long trip they can take care of you in that regard as well you know there are tax advantages to a south dakota residency it's not that hard they'll help you with everything from driver's licenses to insurance coverage they've got it all bundled up into one nice website and service plan america's mailbox.com take a look and tell them rv travel podcast sent you and if you're looking for something to get you there and save you a few hassles and then also be able to be used when you're not traveling go to cargenerator.com lots of in fact 97 percent of the reviews are five star i don't know what happened to that other guy or two but everybody's loving this concept and just so that you know what it's about it's basically a little tiny unit that you hang on the front of your truck your car whatever you'll clamp it onto your battery and it generates enough 110 volt power to power all sorts of things whether it's appliances in your home any number of accessories and appliances in your rv emergencies or any other use if you've got a tow vehicle or you've got a toad or even in your you know, motor coach, just hang it on the front, clamp it onto the batteries, and you've got shore power. Easy to set up, works fantastic. That's the first review I looked at. Lightweight, very compact, does everything it's advertised to do. Another review. And the third one, in my opinion, it's the best generator out there. Learn more at cargenerator.com. Well, here it is, folks, our first look. Well, everybody's first look at a brand new rig coming out of the the Keystone family of companies, the Arcadia 370RL pull-behind trailer. Joining me from the factory, Dustin Tavernier is the product manager, and Megan Bailey is the interior design lead Welcome to both of you. Thank you, Scott. We appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity. Yes, thank you. And and Megan, I got I just got to tell you, I'm so glad to have a designer in on this um, for all sorts of reasons. But we'll get into that as we get rolling around here. Dustin, first to you though. Um, this is a, 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 I guess, a new venture. I'll call it for Arcadia. Why don't you give us a backstory first on Arcadia and then on how you got to this new pull-behind trailer. Yes, yeah, so so Arcadia was really something that uh, was conceived and designed and engineered by 
by our executive team here. Um, Jeff Reynolds, our, our current um, president here at Keystone, was very much involved along with uh, our engineering leads. And really, Arcadia was was born around the fact of um, taking the way we build fifth wheels and obviously travel trailers really to, to the next level. And by the next level, I mean, what does that mean to me? Sure. So the big thing here is the foundation of our Arcadia. We're calling the, the frame itself or the foundation of, of the whole unit. Um, this is all built on what we're calling the NGC2 chassis. And we wanted to come up with a better way to uh, build the Arcadia, meaning from a production standpoint, from an engineering standpoint, and then maximize the ability to sell it with all of these um, innovations and, and um, just creating this better way to construct the unit from the ground up. Okay, well, speaking of from the ground up, let's 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 start the walk around then. Uh, why don't you tell us about that frame? Because it strikes me as a little bit more whiz-bang than some. And what are the benefits yeah. to that? First, give us the structure. What The engineering team did this, and here's why. Sure. The engineering team wanted to come up with something um, that we are calling the, the crawl space ch chassis. So what that does is it allows our production team, by us designing this chassis to become friendly for them to run, for instance, all of our plumbing lines, all of our uh, ductwork for our for our heating. Um, it also allows us uh, with this crawl space, we're able to provide 360 degrees of insulation. So we create space uh, throughout the underbelly of that chassis to run all of our wiring, our water lines, our heat heat ducts, and so on. And then also wrap that uh, in insulation. So you've got some some production friendly technology in this along with taking the way that we insulate that entire underbelly to the next level well you use the term 360 degrees uh, what do you mean by that so that crawl space that I mentioned is insulated 360 degrees so we've got block foam insulation we've got some some astrofoil uh, several layers and then we put on top of those layers in that chassis uh, we put our patented hyperdeck on top so that floor uh, has an insulation value too that we that basically sandwiches that crawl space creating that that awesome amount of insulation i love it uh, i imagine that has some value on the interior as well but it also offers some challenges for somebody like you megan as a d d designer in there does that create any anything uh that you can take advantage of or that you have to work around you wouldn't notice anything different yeah, visibly yeah. while you're standing inside of it. So as far as design challenges on the interior, no, what it did lend to though was um, a large amount of storage capacity in the exterior of the coach, as well as a couple other different features that we were able to add um, that a lot of others don't currently have. Well, we're, we're still outside, so let's walk a little bit further, uh, I'll call it away from the trailer tongue, and, uh, and look at uh, one side or the other. Uh, and Dustin, if you can describe what we're looking at, and would this be on the driver's side or on the street, I'll call the passenger side? 
sure. We we can do um, we can do passenger side first. So as you as you look at the Arcadia thing when you walk up, you're going to notice a whole different look or stance to the unit. Um, a traditional travel trailer, as you head towards the front of the unit, typically will will dive off as far as that front cap. And with the Arcadia line, we did not want to do that. We wanted to give it. Um, almost like you're uh, like the whole unit is leaning forward or leaning into the wind with some maintaining some height. Um, the advantage to that one, you have a a very unique look to the front cap, and then the advantage to that, Scott, is you head in inside the unit. We've created uh, additional space, um, the head space, basically as you head towards the front of the unit, so that you're not feeling like you. Uh, you know, have to duck as you head into the front bedroom, and then especially into any sort of a walk-in, walk-in closet. I love it. Uh, so, so that's really as you walk up to that. Yeah, that's the first thing you're going to notice. And so uh, that's the front end. And so we're looking, uh, I'll, I'll say, towards the back end of the passenger side. Anything else unique on that side of the vehicle? Yeah, I think one major thing that's unique. One, um, just the overall automotive look to it. It's got a um, high gloss finish to the to the sidewall uh, as Megan mentioned we're, we're jam-packing any storage opportunities that we have um, one thing unique to our sidewalls on our slide rooms themselves our actual sidewalls on those um, are laminated as well so as you go from the front and look down the side of that unit it's got a very sleek and, and automotive look to it and there are slides on both sides am I right on the 370, there are yes. Yeah. Okay, so we're uh, we're negotiating around the stairs for now. We'll come back to those in a couple minutes. Megan, don't fall asleep on us. Sure. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so we're walking around the stairs and that slide out. Watch your head. Um, and what do we see from like the back corner there? Anything uh, new and different on that end? Really, as you head to the back corner, of course, we've got it um, all set up with. Uh, an electrical outlet on the outside, and then you have our, our key TV system, which is your satellite and the ability to hook up to cable TV at a at a, at a campsite. Nice. And then you make your way around to the to the actual back of the unit, and all of the Arcadia travel trailers have a, an exterior ladder, uh, so that you can handle any sort of um, maintenance up there or sun tanning. <laughs> <laughs> you know no one's ever suggested that but why the heck couldn't you do that i mean from a structural standpoint well, I, it's easy isn't it well i don't know how easy it is it's certainly walkable up there but yeah. i think i'm pretty sure i've seen it at the indy 500 okay well where else uh, i actually i would have said nascar <laughs> yeah, there you go <laughs> i love it okay so keep walking keep walking we're going going around now we're on the driver's side and the first thing we're going to see is what the first thing you see as you head around to the driver's side we did create a nice storage space uh without it's in the slide room at the back of the slide room on the outside where we've got some pegboard it's a lighted space so you have the the opportunity to to store your hoses to store tools um anything that you know some smaller items if you will and is that uh, does it have to be smaller because the space is smaller or is because we have to worry about it being in the slide and moving the slide in and out 
that would Scott. That's more just a space issue. Yeah, it's not a, yeah. it's not a yeah. large yeah. space, but we, you know, again, we wanted to utilize any kind of nook and cranny, if you will, um, with the Arcadia. So, as you again, as you head around that side, you will see that, and just kind of a little convenience center. Okay, so we're on another slide there, and we'll find out what's on the interior of that slide in a few moments. Yeah. But in the meanwhile. Um, you didn't put pool noodles up, I can tell, but watch out as you go around the corner there. What's what's the kind of, I'll call it the front half on the driver's side look like? So the front half on the driver's side is fairly unique too. The first stop is going to be a, um, a, a true convenience center where you've got all of your um, water, your black tank flush, all of your little utilities you need. Uh, you also have your level up, so that's kind of a one-stop shop. That's a space that is um, lit, and it's also labeled very nice for you. Oh, boy, thank um, you for that, then, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Uh, now, you said level, and, and um, uh, from what I could tell, um, you might have done some interesting things with your suspension and your leveling uh, capacity as well. Yeah, so we're we're running uh, a ground control, which is a very nice system. But you know, all just you're basically it's to the push of a button, and you're getting uh, your ground control and and a level up system. So very convenient. Again, back into that convenience center, uh, kind of a one stop shop for you to control um, a multitude of things on your travel trailer. But you're not going to be able to pick up a six pack and a bag of chips in that convenience center, are you? you're not no, uh, that's something that now that you've mentioned it okay uh if you use that i want you to name it after me uh, not okay. a problem okay so okay so we've done the walk around now you're gonna have to step over the no you can go around the tongue it's not hooked up yet go around the tongue let's head for the steps again i'll give you a minute okay open the door and uh being the gentleman that dustin tavernier is he'll let megan bailey ascend the stairs first you're listening to the upland nation podcast that's dustin tavernier and megan bailey from arcadia part of the keystone family i'm scott linden your host today oh every day technically no one else would take the job so we're inside now um at the front door if you will let's let's start by looking to our right uh, which would be your left if you're listening on stereo speakers. But um, go ahead and go to the right and t tell us what we're seeing. <laughs> well, if I'm walking in those steps and I head to my right, you're going to immediately see the bathroom, which is going to be your first left right there. And what we have done with the bathroom um, is my favorite part of the entire coach. Um, you will see an accent wall that um, is unlike any accent wall you've ever seen in an RV currently. Um, it, it appears to look as if it's tile. Um, it's actually our wallboard, but it adds a richness to the coach that makes it feel luxurious, upscale, and then the additional accents with... Um, the decor in that bathroom kind of give it um, a richer look and more of a pop. Again, my favorite place in the entire coach for whatever reason, but that accent wall um, I think is what most women will find very appealing about the coach. 
You know, uh, I think you're right. Is is that all psychology? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You know, it's pretty and it's decorative, so you feel like it must cost more, even though it may not. Oh, good. All right. So while you're there, uh, step into the shower. Describe what we're we're hearing in the shower right now. Uh, what is the configuration, and and can a six foot two guy like me fit in there? Okay. Yes, you should be able to. Dustin may have to help me with exact specifics. You have um, a full piece shower, and. Um, there it I mean I'm 5'7 so I stand in it and it appears to be just fine for a taller person um, but you have uh, black hardware all throughout the bathroom so on your faucets and then on your um, fixtures and the shower area so um, it accents to more of a residential type look um, you're not seeing the same type of hardware that you've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let, you can get out of the shower. Don't drip on the floor though. <laughs> um, but, but think about this while you're in there, Megan, because I think this is where probably right in your wheelhouse. This thing sounds like it, it's trying to trying and succeeding at looking more like where we live the rest of the year. You know, if you've worked in the RV industry for a really long time, you're seeing the same things with a few tweaks here and there. Um, so I thought maybe I could bring a little bit of a unique perspective where, hey, I really like certain things that I see on Pinterest. Why not bring that into, you know, modern day coaches and make them look more residential? But that was really the whole theme behind the design and the look that we were going for was um, if RVing is going to be a very popular lifestyle due to our current circumstances. Why not make it feel like you're bringing your home on the road with similar amenities and keep your lifestyle similar while experiencing the great outdoors and spending time with family. So how does that manifest itself in the colors, the finishes, uh, oh, cupboards and doors and things like that? So you see a lot of darker woods or grays that have been in the RV industry for many, many years, really kind of that have withstand all time, really. I mean, if you look back, that's what you're seeing. You're seeing different variations of wood tones, but they're darker. So we thought, well, maybe we can catch that up a little bit. And if you bring lighter woods, um, Whites are really popular. White is always something that withstands time. It doesn't ever age. We wanted something that would be able to be different. A lot of people are afraid of white. There is a market for white, and we felt like, why not approach that market and see what we could do with it um, and add a little bit of a different flair to what you're currently seeing out there. Dustin, you're, you're walking around in the same, uh, same rig as, as, uh, Megan is. What about some of the things that, uh, that would appeal to the, to the male side of a transaction like this? What are some of the key elements, features that, that the interior has? 
Uh, certainly, and, and I'll kind of pick up where Megan where Megan was at there. We'll head, um, you know, kind of out of the bathroom into that master bedroom area. I think one big thing is the California king bed. So yeah. us taking yeah. that, I to vote for that. Bit, yeah. Another level, yeah. And you mentioned, um, you know, you're six two, so just a just a nice advantage to that. Um, flanked on each side of the bed, we've got well, one we've got some some. Um, electric outlets, and then also two shelves, uh, shelves on each side that can take on, whether that's a CPAP machine, um, you've got your you know cell phone or spot to store, a couple of shelves, very cool. And then as you head towards the very front of the unit, the ability to step into that closet, you've got a huge amount of space um, for, obviously, the first part of that would be her and then the little bit of his, but an enormous amount of storage. Uh, you know, and Megan had even hinted on that a short time ago. Yeah. We jam-packed this, this Arcadia 370 with storage. Well, uh, And then even in the bedroom, a little bench seat to, to get around and, and sit on and, and get ready for the day. And if I remember correctly, it's not just a bench seat. Isn't there storage under there as well? There's storage underneath that bench seat. And then even underneath the... The king bed itself, we have four drawers uh, at the foot of the bed, two very large drawers, and then uh, two small that are on top of, on each side. So the, the storage is unbelievable. Let's, let's go to the slides. We talked about them from the outside, but uh, on the inside, uh, what is contained within each of those slides? Sure. So on the door side, we've got a a beautiful freestanding table and chairs that of course Megan had you know she had put her touch on the on that set and then a cedar seat also in that slide so then that slide happens to be that's 147 inches wide so plenty of space and something that we're very proud of uh, the width of that slide and how and how we were able to design in that space if my math is correct that's like 12 feet wide yeah, I mean, it, it's it's truly, especially in our uh, segment, um, a very wide slide. Again, you feel like you're in a fifth wheel, but you're standing in a travel trailer. So. so how about on the other side? What's that other slide? Yeah, so on the other side um, is our galley slide. So what we have uh, within that, I mentioned the cedar seat kind of last. So across from that cedar seat in that galley slide is our entertainment system. So we've got a 40-inch TV with some hidden storage behind that TV. So that TV actually uh, flips up uh, to where you have access just behind that. Uh, and that's shelved off, so you have some nice space there. Um, as you head down the, the slide, then there's a, a pantry. Um, again, I'll, I'll hint on Megan. Megan, for this pantry designed uh, on on both sides of the door, we have chalkboard so that you can obviously grocery list or your to-do list for the day. Within that pantry, we've got a motion light with a couple of adjustable shelves and then a solid top for some appliances. As you continue down, you have your microwave, your stove, uh, of course, your wine rack, um, and then a spice rack that also pulls out. And then finally, at the at the very end, a, a nice eight-cube refrigerator for uh, all of your goodies. Is that a, um, a, what kind of refrigerator is that, residential style, or is that a propane? 
That's a propane, so Yahoo. not a residential yeah. style. Yep. Great. Someday we'll have a discussion about all of that as well. But in you the meanwhile, you. it you know it, it, it there's there's no doubt in my mind that the the aesthetic touches that you put in Megan are just they're just making things way more homelike. And I don't care if it's it's what you called an accent wall, but it, it looks like a home and it looks like there are, there's been a lot of thought on two sides, both uh, both the male and the female side, practical and then um, more, um, like I said, aesthetic style. Is there a give and take between uh, designer and uh, production manager on these things? Who starts and who finishes and who wins the arguments? <laughs> you know, the nice thing about it is um, that you blend really well together as a team. So <clears throat> where I may have some ideas because I think aesthetically something looks really good, um, you would have a Dustin that would then counter and say, well, it may look good, but functionally this may not work because of this, this, and this. So it's nice to have a balance of both because what may appeal to the eye, again, may not be functional and may not be um, user-friendly, or it may, it may look pretty, but there's no storage anywhere. The way that you can blend the two and give and take is actually absolutely necessary um, so that you get the full features that you're looking for. And a lot of times, and what we've said about this coach too, if we could win the man over on the exterior, we certainly could win the woman over on the interior. So we worked really well together to be able to pull that off as well. I could see the evil mad scientists in the conference room rubbing their hands together <laughs> while they said something like that. But no, neither of you fit as evil mad scientists. But Megan, one thing that uh, everybody, speaking of that side of things, everybody's looking at the kitchens and wondering how convenient they could be. I have seen any number of RV TV shows over the years, and it seems like the kitchen is the deal breaker most of the time. What you got going in there, both of you, uh, that might kind of push people over the edge to a yes? We felt like storage or extra drawers under the refrigerator were a must. And that was more for baking sheets or, you know, larger pots and pans that may not fit in other drawers. There's a pull-out trash can, which a lot of times when you go camping, you realize that the camper that you have or maybe one that you're renting, um, there is no place, there is no good place for a trash can. So you have a trash can that's sitting on the end of a counter that is an eyesore that to us was let's hide that and make that more like a residential kitchen where a pull out trash would be hidden and look like um, a beautiful cabinet where is the sink located in relation to say the uh, the stove and the fridge so the sink is in the island mm -hmm. and we did that so that it would again, be a more residential feel. You're going to have a farmhouse sink in there. So it's a large sink and it's got that farmhouse look to it. So it goes with the decor. Dustin, I don't know if you have anything extra design-wise that you want to add for that. Well, Dustin, Certainly, do, I think yeah, do me a favor and walk around the island and tell us what we'd find if we yeah, were there. I think the big thing here, you know, from 
from a convenience standpoint, as you walk around that island, the, the big feature as you walk in, and, and again, this goes back to Megan and us having this butcher black look to uh, a large flip-up table uh, that we're putting on the very front of that island. So it becomes pretty unique when you walk in, the ability to flip that up. You're creating, whether that be a prep table for food, uh, we've also put uh, electric and USB chargers uh, just on top of that table where that uh, clicks and sits in, so you can use that as a workstation. So I think as a, from a function standpoint, and Megan already mentioned drawers, so in that island we've got drawers, we have the trash can storage as she mentioned, uh, under the sink is, is fairly clean for you know, additional storage underneath there. Uh, but that, but the whole island is is it just catches your eye. Hey, let me just remind everybody: you're listening to the RV Travel Podcast. I'm Scott Linden, the host. We've got Dustin Tavernier and Megan Bailey, both working on the Arcadia Pull Behind 370 is the model number and RL. We'll get to that in just a moment. We're heading in that direction in our factory tour. Dustin, um, if you're looking at the, you know, the kitchen, uh, and let's call it the stove side, because that's against the wall, uh, turn to your left, I think it is, and describe what we're seeing in the L of the RL. You betcha. I think the main thing you're seeing as you look uh, to your left and to the back of the unit is the largest trifold sofa uh, really in the industry. So this is 82 inches wide, uh, which creates an amazing space for sitting and lounging during the day. And then obviously as you fold that out as a trifold uh, sofa, that becomes an enormous space for sleeping. So And really just, again, you go back to the design of that. It's got a very um, modern look and design to it, and, a, and it just sits so well uh, in the back of that unit. Also, um, I think in our earlier discussion, somebody pointed out the size of some of these windows. Yes. So, for instance, you mentioned the biggest window in the unit is actually back by that large sofa. So you're talking a 72 by 35 window in the back. Um, and then in our slide rooms uh, in this travel trailer, we've got 60 by 35 windows um, on the door side, so your dinette and cedar seat. And then, again, with Megan's touch, these are all uh, decorated, and we're utilizing a Roman shade look, which has been uh, just a huge uh, part of Arcadia and the early success. Okay, so just for those of us who are still civilians in this world, what the heck is a Roman shade? So the Roman shade is a pull-down shade. I mean, essentially, you're not going to get the look of blinds. You're going to get the look of like a residential drapery, but you've got it as a pull-down shade. So that was more of the look we were going for. Every RV you see out there has blinds. Blinds are great. Blinds are functional. Essentially, this is going to offer you the same type of uh, window covering or shade that the blinds would um, from the front and both from the, the sides, so you're not going to have any extra light that's coming through. Nice uh, fabric, uh, slightly different than any, and no strings hanging down or anything like that. Those are all possible, aren't they? Yeah. Correct. 
Um, and then just to wrap it up, we've already passed by the, um, the TV, but uh, what, if you're standing at the TV and you've closed the little hiding place behind it, you turn around, what kind of seating do you have in that general area? So that seating is, is a cedar seat. So the cedar seat um, has some nice features to it, a, a couple of cup holders, of course, and then on either side you've got uh, the ability to charge your phone. Um, so we have a USB, and then there's a heat and a massage opportunity. And then underneath it, it's got a nice feature light to it. And then in the Arcadia, we also feature in that center console, there's a a wireless charging spot. So just a little spot, you throw the back of your phone, set, or not throw, but set it down, and um, you can also get that thing charged up while you're relaxing and watching TV. Is that a slide out as well? That is within that okay. door side slide. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, actually have some leg room as well in there. Absolutely. Any storage back there, say over the, the theater seating or the, or the couch? Uh, the couch, yes. So we've got a full bank of overhead cabinets that are above the couch. So there's plenty of space. We mentioned the height of the unit. So, yeah, you've got overhead storage over the entire back of the unit over that large sofa. Nice. Well, it sounds like an incredible unit and I'm sure sure glad we could get a, you know, the secret tour. We, you know, now you have to kill us, don't you? Um, <laughs> no, not really. Kids don't try this at home, by the way. Yeah. Um, so when do you think this thing is going to be uh, basically at our dealers on the lots? Certainly. So as we hit the very end of May, we're going to be to begin shipping the 370. And then certainly as you get into June, um, you're going to see the 370 begin to land at many of your local dealers. Great. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with both of you. What an incredible unit. Um, everybody's uh, pretty stoked about this thing over there at Keystone and Arcadia. We'll get a closer look at it uh, very soon. And uh, thank you both, Megan Bailey and Dustin Tavernier, for taking us on a, you know, kind of the 50-cent tour in the factory. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate the opportunity. Yes, thank you very much. Well, there you have it. Your first look, or maybe I should say your first listen, to the brand new, not even on the market yet, Arcadia 370RL from the folks at the Keystone RV family. I bet we'll have more at rvtravel.com as soon as it becomes available. But until then, share this with your friends, just like everything else. I hope you've enjoyed the RV Travel Podcast. Thank you to all our guests, and thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, subscribe on Google Podcasts or anywhere else wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends. Check back regularly. If you don't like it, or even if you do, go to the podcast page at rvtravel.com and throw in your two cents worth. Okay, I'll leave you with this, another bumper sticker that I just couldn't resist. You might be an RVer if you think the capital of the United States is Elkhart, Indiana. I'm Scott Linden. Thanks for listening. See you down the road.